Hi everyone, welcome to Sam Apata Podcast. I've got a guest with me today. His name is uh, Ntikelelo. He's, he's an entrepreneur, an author, and a host. Host of Coca. You'll get to know, not Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> you will get to know more about Coca. It's a conversation over coffee. And um, he's a good friend also. We met uh, somewhere in 2012, 2011, thereabout. Mm. Where we were at, uh, where we were students, quote unquote, entrepreneurship student at the Branson Center of uh, Entrepreneurship in Bramfontein in Johannesburg. Thank you very much, uh, you for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I'm great, Sam. Thank you for having me over. Thank you very much. You shared your story earlier. And for, the, for, for, for you that is listening, um, we, I'm going to upload that on YouTube. You can go to my YouTube channel, Sam Aparta. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and you'll be able to see how Intiki, um, Intiki Lo, how he shared his entrepreneurship journey. And it is very inspiring, very relatable. You as a, as a young entrepreneur or even if you are a seasoned entrepreneur, I promise you, you are going to learn a lot from each story. Um, making reference to your story. Yeah, man. You grew up in the East Strand in Johannesburg. Mm -hmm. For the purpose of those that might not go and watch your story on YouTube. Yeah. And for the purpose of listeners for the podcast only. Mm -hmm. Just narrate the experience growing up. Hey, man. Um, I, I, I'm a township boy. You know, I'm from Guatemala. Um, it's a township um, in the East Rand, far East Rand. Um, and um, you know, growing up, I guess it's 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 a typical township story. You know, you you grow up um, exposed to struggles. Um, you know, you have to grow up real quick. I mean, my parents divorced when I was ten, so um, I'm, I'm the first of four. So I had to grow up real quick, you know, um, learn how to cook, clean, help my mother. You know, if she's out of the house, I'm, I'm, I'm there, you know. Um, and then for, for, for the longest of time, she wasn't working, she wasn't employed. So also you, I had to learn how to hustle mm. uh, from, from a very, very young age, you know, and, and come up with creative solutions. And also try and be a kid. And, and I think um, the only way I could was through sports. Yeah. You know, because if, if I wasn't um, doing sports, which was also keeping me out of trouble, I mean, it was a very rough neighborhood, you know. I, I was then, I you know, trying to make sure that um, I, I get that bread that that's missing or, you know, do whatever it takes, you know, mm. for us to, to continue, you know. Um, we, I mean, we would have family support, you know, from time to time. But you know what, um, you know, people get tired, mm. you know, and um, so, so. But there was, I see it as a blessing. Okay. I see it as a blessing because then, like I said, you mature quick. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I can relate to that because I'm the firstborn of my family also. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, like like you said, unfortunately, your uh, parent divorced at, at that very early um, age of yours. But you have to grow up very quickly mm, mm, at that mm. very early age. And for me, it's um, about taking responsibility. As a matter of fact, for uh, you sure. know, um, I mean, I was beaten for everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. You, you, you know, you're beaten for, for what the younger siblings do. You know, what they, they didn't do, they were supposed to do. Yeah, no, for you sure. You know, so sure. um, I had to carry that burden. Mm. But, you know, you said um, that experience of you growing up um, quickly at that very early age does that contribute to your entrepreneurship you know oh, yeah definitely yeah. definitely um i mean because i was always doing something um by the time i got to university um mm. i was i was a basketball player so i eventually became the chairperson of the basketball club mm. talk about responsibility yeah, yeah you know because I, I mean i was you know by that time i wasn't even scared of taking up responsibility you know so it used to show in everything, even in high school, you know, mm. if they need somebody to volunteer for something, yeah. you know, I'd be one of those first people, you know, do you want to stand in front of the assembly and mm. do a poem? I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, I want to do that. Mm. You know, do you want to perform at a play? Yeah, I want to do that, you know, do you want to? So that, that was me. And, um, and it led me to a, a point where even at varsity, I, 
to this day, I'm, I'm, I hold the record for the highest sponsorship for any basketball club or university in the country. I mean, we had Stan, Standard Bank um, over three years. I think they pumped in about 800,000 800, um, into into the basketball program from the proposal. And that year? That, that, no, it was over three years. So mm. the first year was about 280,000, second year 320, and then the last year um, just 200, I don't know, I forgot the, the last figure, but... That's a lot of money in the early. Yeah, so two thousand. So I would, let's say two thousand four. Mm. Yeah, between two thousand four, two thousand six, and seven. You know, I think that was that was the time. And um, yeah, yeah. And I was I was young. You know, I was young. Um, for me to and I also won like an award. I was the chairperson of the year, so they called it the student administrator of the year award. Wow. My club won club of the year. Um, one of the basketball players got the vet sports man of the year. Mm. You know. Um, and so we took like we we also record holders in terms of taking all three awards. The first black run club to take all three major awards at the university. You know. Um, at the time, I don't know if it's happened again since. Yeah. But, um, you know, so and all of that happened because I mean, I was just a student, but all of that happened because entrepreneurship was already in me. You yeah. know, the initiative, the I see an opportunity, I'm going to take it. Yes. I, you know, and and there was a lot of opportunity at, you know, in the university. I mean, like on average, I think they had. About you always see gaps. basically. So, I always see I mean, my eyes trained to see gaps, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um are you still into basketball? Yeah, 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 I am. I am. I, I love uh, this. Let's take it to NBA, which is your favorite uh, team. Yeah, Lakers yeah. just won. Lakers just won. <laughs> you are not Look, happy I with mean, you are not happy. No, no, I am. I am. I am. Um for the longest of time I've, I I was a Laker fan. But here's the thing about basketball for me. Um the problem is that I I prefer being a fan of players as opposed to teams because the, the What's the difference? Because um players move around. You know, ah, I yeah, see. and um, and and my and now if I'm stuck, um, at, at a team because I liked it, you know, the when, team, and you don't like any of the players. No, I don't like any of the players and anymore, and I don't like the way they play. Now and my player, and they're not winning sh- uh, championships. Yeah, and my favorite players move to another team, and he's winning there. Yeah, he's winning, or even if he's not, even if he's not, but yeah. now now I'm stuck with, with this jersey that yeah. I don't like anymore. Yeah. You know, so um, so I I. I even in soccer, I don't, I don't really do like. Okay, again, in South Africa, it's a bit different, you know. Mm. You, the teams, I think, you, they're given to you at birth, you know. Like if <laughs> if your dad is a Kaiser Chiefs yeah. fan, then that's it, you know. You, you kind you, of inherit that. Yeah, you inherit it, you know, and then you you can choose um, from there. But when I look at sports, I I I I'm, I do not I'm not loyal to 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 to, to teams. I'm mm. I'm loyal to what I like about the sport. I see. So if, if there's a player that I would model myself around, so let's say, for instance, back in my day, yeah. it was the Michael Jordans and the Kobe Bryants and the Allen Iversons, mm. you know, then I would be a fan of, of those teams, you know. But if, I mean, once Jordan moved to Wizards yeah. and he was no longer at Chicago Bulls, I, my loyalty to Chicago Bulls also died and it moved to Wizards. To Wizards because you know? of your love for Michael Jordan. Exactly. You know? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And um, the reason why we went there is because you mentioned at uh, I, uh, at the university, you know, you were involved in, in basketball. Now, in when you shared your story, again, for listeners that, for the purpose of listeners that might not go to the YouTube channel. In fact, we to, encourage them know, to go yeah, there. Yeah, I'm encouraging <laughs> yeah. you to go to my YouTube channel, subscribe and um, listen to Intiki's um, story. Very inspiring once again. You mentioned something happened um, in, in your university uh, time for sure. that you had to drop out. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about um, that experience and w- what actually led to that. And um, yeah, yeah, man, it's a, it's a very sad story because that's the reason why I got depressed, you know, mm. um, because on one end here I was doing all these amazing things for the university and uh, and running these great programs. And, you know, even the sponsor was getting great returns because of the programs that I was running um, because it was it was it, there was a value that I had promised the sponsor mm. and um, I, I exceeded you know, um, I, yeah, whatever the expectations were, you know, and they themselves, that's why they kept on pumping money back into the program, you know. Makes sense. And, um, but on the other hand, I I was, I, you know, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm a kid from the township. My, my teachers were black, you know. Um, I had never dealt with white people. Mm. And the first time I deal with white people is adversity. And now I'm dealing with racism. Jeez, now... 
like how do i do this <laughs> you know um agreements that we had with the university um were being broken um bursaries that i was supposed to be getting mm. i wasn't getting um everything that i wanted to execute was just difficult you know i mean for instance we had um you know different clubs at the university mm. i mean for instance there's a ski club in south africa there's a ski club at this university and um but because it's a white <laughs> club you know yeah right. they would have privileges that we didn't have and we had more members hmm. you know um they would be having um you know cocktail the, the cocktail bar would open on a wednesday you know and and you on a on a friday when you want to really do like you know stuff for the kids yes. you know um you would go through hell you know to get approval you know um I remember this one time we were supposed to go to Mozambique. Mm. I mean we had the funds. I mean I had gotten the sponsorship yes. and um and last minute um they wanted to the di- director was saying no nah, you, you guys got to pay for this. And that you have to pay for yourself nah, to yeah, go to Mozambique. To Mozambique yeah, you got to pay a certain amount and it's like but you know that most of the kids on the basketball club are from previously disadvantaged you know um spaces and, and you still want to disadvantage them further exactly and and also didn't i just raise money for this mm. you know so that we don't have this conversation so that you know we can have the bags and the sneakers mm. and and the accommodation and the transport covered and we focus on playing basketball you mm. know so and all those disapp- disappointments yeah it was it was, it was it was it was messing with me it messed with me um it messed with my studies it um it's and literally i walked out of varsity because um and, and i always make a joke that you know my efforts made the university almost a million but i walked away because i couldn't afford to be at school like you know and mm-hmm. and this is this is something that it's not it's not it's not even a it's not a secret like you know i mean at the time i was trying to get the dean of students involved the vice chancellors the you know but you soon learn that the university is is like it's like a boys club you know they mm. they take care of each other mm. you know um you are just a student number mm. you know um but they are they are the people that run it you know so wow. so whether you're going to be heard or not <laughs> it's it, it depends on on what they want to do you know so and and i learned i learned that there's no such thing really as justice um um or or fairness yeah. you know for 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 people of 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 color you know in these institutions um regardless of how good you you may have been and and what you i mean at a time where i needed help at a time where i needed guidance you know to say kid we see your potential um we see what you can do we see your hustle spirit um let us let us grow you let yeah. us let us mentor you into something great um all i was getting was how how can we slow this kid down you know and how in fact let's just kick him out of the system you know and because um, because because people can do that by strangling you out of the system yes. you know and and eventually you walk out and it's like yeah we didn't, we didn't you know they can turn around and say yeah but we didn't say he must leave mm. <laughs> but at the end, systemic it, oppression but it's systemic you know what i mean like i had i, had, I even had a government bursary that was supposed to cover my food and and um and and nutritional stuff for for gym you yeah. know and i was supposed to get like um a certain stipend per month i never saw that even once you know what i mean and i'd be on campus trying to hustle you know money for food and toiletries <laughs> and you know um because i never had money coming from home you know um in fact i i, I don't know what an allowance is mm. you know um i i would allow myself to do things <laughs> but um and and i guess that's also part part and parcel of why I was very entrepreneurial because I was like listen there's there's things I can do that I can they can generate I mean for one one of the conversations I had with the director when I submitted the proposal and and I learned a very big lesson there of put everything down on paper mm. um I said to him listen um there's a there's a there's an opportunity for 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 for, for sponsorship I've I'm submitting a proposal or I've submitted a proposal I've gotten feedback it looks like it's being considered can i please have an 8% commission yes. for whatever comes in so that i can cover myself and whatever i need and the guy said oh yeah no if it comes through then we'll definitely talk about it you yes. know and i was like okay cool but i didn't put it in the proposal though oh no you know it was it was a conversation that said oh look i had submitted a proposal yes because i i mean you, i wasn't sure i mean i was a kid you know i wasn't sure i was like i was just trying to do something for the university there's there's a, there's an opportunity i'm trying to do something yes. you know and uh so the money comes through um you know 
we have we have a big signing it's a beautiful thing and i'm like and you're waiting for eight percent yeah and i'm saying yo the money's come through you know can i can i have my eight percent and the guy says no it's for the university you wow. did it for the university man so you know you're not gonna get it i'm like not even like money to cover my fees or something you know <laughs> And and I was like, okay, cool, uh, you know. So that that was that was, and and I knew from then on, I had the feeling that this is just gonna be downhill from mm. here, because that was that was the opening, you know. That was the yeah. So you had to drop out um, at it, what year? If in, oh, on my third year. On your you know? Yeah, but but also yeah, it was on my last year. But also I I started dropping courses along the way because mm. because also there was no support system you know what i mean like i that's, that's what i'm saying that you know university doesn't just it's not just for academic reasons it's actually what i learned being out of class has mm. actually been more beneficial to me in life than everything that i learned in class you know um social skills yeah. networking um creating value um you know, being at the right place at the right time, yes. um, initiative, you know, seeing the gaps, yes. all of that, all of that was, stu was stuff that was happening on the outside, you mm. know, um, and not really in the class. Interesting. So, so there, there, there was no support system that, that could say, look, for kids like you who, who are already life ready, you know, and learning how to be life ready, um, because I know universities would prepare you to be work ready. Yes. <laughs> um, how, do we, how do we create help for you? Yes. You know, so that you, you, you have somebody that you can talk to. At least give me somebody that I can talk to once a week or once every two weeks, you know, to, 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 to check on me. Yes. You know, kid, you're doing the most. You're doing more than what other kids should be doing. Yes. Are you okay? Yes. <laughs> you know. Are you handling it well? Are you handling it well? You know, um, what can we do for you? How can we, how can we support you? you, you know? Um, so that so that we you know the university can build stars, you know. But there was no such support system. There was nobody that I could go to and say, "Listen, I'm I'm stuck." You know what I mean? I'm I'm losing it. Yes. Um, you know, and also the people that I was looking up to because I mean, growing up would think just because somebody's older they'll do the right thing, mm. you know. And now I'm experiencing, and you have to respect their call because you think they know what they're doing. Yes. But now the person that is and older, those are the people that are disappointing. Now these are the people that are disappointing me and reminding me in different ways that I'm just a kid from the township, a black uh, kid, a black kid from the township. So know your space, mm. you know, <laughs> and 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 it it was a culture shock too. It was a culture shock too to be like, oh, so you know this racism thing really is alive. You know, wow. it's, it's really real. You know, so so obviously me walking away from university, it was just a matter of, okay, cool, I can't win this anymore. I can't, I, you know, I, well, I fought and I fought and I fought and I can't win mm. in, you know, in the traditional sense. So let me just go fight outside and, wow. uh, you know, um, and, and hustle my way. So you went from depression to standing in front of large audience, teaching and helping people. And now at this stage of your life, you are into programs that has to do with minds and reconstruction and reimagining sure. and all of that mm. you know take us through the journey you know how did you deal mm. with the depression how did you get out of it and then being empowered to be able to then empower others wow that's a that's a very loaded question um <laughs> in terms of uh, you know, because like i believe what you are going to share and how you deal with it is going to help somebody that is li listening to these and my big you know, yeah, probably yeah. going to similar situation. For sure. Look, I mean, um, the first thing that I needed to learn was, because first of all, what, what I was experiencing was a reflection of what the country was like. Hmm. And um, I needed to understand what would drive a person to think that way. So whether they're white, racist, or whether they're black, um, not confident, or, you know... Um, like what what drives people to think the way they do so so there permit was me to court you yeah there's a saying that the university institution is a microcosm of the society exactly yeah yeah, yeah. what you just said now kind of validate that yeah please yeah, continue yeah for sure um so so i started i started and also why was i feeling the way i was feeling in terms of reacting to what was happening you know because i i felt powerless hmm. You know, I felt really, really powerless, and um, and and it affected every area of my life. I stopped playing basketball for the. I mean, I was a first team basketball player, a starting mm. first team basketball player. I stopped coming to practice. I I lost weight. 
I I started smoking weed. I you know just just you can you can just keep, it was a downhill. It was yeah. because it was I just didn't know I didn't know what what was going on and I, I had nobody to help me. I had nobody mm. to to say yo look things are really going bad. Things are going bad and um got into bad a bad relationship, a terrible terrible relationship. It was you know you know when you when you when you're in in a negative vibration, yeah. you just attract more of it, you know. And I didn't even know that at the time. I didn't even understand what that meant, hmm. you know. Um before I left, um I spent the last 2 months um at the library, but I wasn't studying for I wasn't looking for books um that related to my my studies because I made up my mind before I didn't just walk out like a day, mm. you know, later. No, mm. I, I, I made up my mind that I'm tired of fighting. I'm, I'm tired of, you know, I'm going to leave the varsity and I'm going to go outside. But mm. I have to go equipped. What am I going to need or what might I need? Um, outside of this outside institution. Of this institution, you know. So then that's when I started, you know, looking at books that had to do with the mind. Hmm. You know, so I, I I downloaded books on you know on 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 the mind on reconditioning on alternative thought on um, on wealth wealth hmm. thinking wealth consciousness um, because I also saw that money was was an issue so I needed to sort out my relationship with money hmm. and I found books that spoke to money and not in technical terms but in actually consciousness terms hmm. and 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 so I connecting thinking with. Connecting thinking money with or money, wealth. yeah, and, and wealth, you know, and and progressive and progressiveness. So I spent my time collecting those books, you mm. know. And fortunately, there was a um, a portal that um, allowed us to download PDFs, you know, before before PDFs were a thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so the university had a had a portal where you can download PDFs, and I found those books. I, I took quite a number of them, you mm. know, and. Um, and I went home. I went home with those books. Um, I went home with those books. I I started reading those books, mm. and and also I I you know for the first time in those books I kind of saw a solution to my depression. You know I I, I kind of felt I kind of felt that it's there. You know the solution is there. I don't know because I I could identify that depression was it was emotional and psychological. Mm. Um, I knew that I was in a hole that I couldn't pull myself out of. Mm. And I didn't have the mechanism to pull myself out of, but I was stuck, you know. And and these books kind of said, no, you can change your mind. You can recondition your recondition. mind. You can change your vibrational state. You can't. But even though they didn't make sense to me at the time, and I won't lie, yeah. I'd read these books over and over and over again. And it did not. I could not connect the dots. Like I'd I'd get glimpses mm. of what they were saying, but I, I you know. There's, 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 you know, meaning, you know, meaning is experiential. Absolutely. If, if, if you haven't experienced it, it doesn't matter how many times you go over the words, you know, it's, it's still going to be um, a foreign concept. Yeah. So, but I, I knew that I had to keep digging, you know, I had to keep digging. And the more I dug, I slowly also dug myself out of depression because as you read these books, you, you practice mm. because this is, it's work, it's internal work, you know, mm. and that's when I was introduced to internal work. And then I started connecting the dots, you know, even with, oh, this is how, you know, apartheid worked, you know, because it was conditioning people to think in a certain way so that they can be at a certain place Absolutely. and not be able to take themselves Oppressing out. Them Oppressing them in all ramification. Yeah, yeah. Mentally, yeah. economically, exactly. socially, exactly. environmentally, because people have to be separated and say, this is where this is you where can live. Exactly, you know, and creating that that virtual and physical limit yes you know um for for the person you know what and we can call lockdown the, yeah the original the original <laughs> lockdown you know <laughs> and um and also i saw how it was also conditioning white people also to mm. think in a certain way you know um and 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 it was it's systematic mm. it's systematic people people can be conditioned to be, to behave in a certain think in a certain way and they won't even know why they do it they mm. just think that's the way they are but actually somebody else engineered how they think and their behavior as a society as a community you know so i mean i remember going back to um to my director it was after i you know i published my my first book 
and um what's and, the title um beyond democracy beyond you democracy know? um which speaks to the residual effects of apartheid which speaks to the racism that i experienced from yes. them, you know but i went there and because i already knew now how the mind works and i kind of figured out how he thought so i went there one day and i said you know i'm, I'm here to to just have a talk with you to thank you for being hard on me because you know your behavior you know toughened me up for the streets and now i'm i'm, I'm, a, I'm an author i've mm. got this book you mm. know because obviously you know people love praise you know so i was using praise as an in you know so that he can actually open up and have a conversation with mm. me and 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 obviously he was happy you know <laughs> he was he was really really happy he probably thought and you would come hurt and hungry and all of that and you know and deep down i was yes you but know what i mean you have but to present i had to present a different story yeah. you know because i was like i want to know pacify if we may Exactly. Put it like that. Yeah, I, and I, and I was curious to be like, how does this man really think? Because all the other times we interacted, it was, it was based on either a project or mm. you know. But now let let me talk to him as a man, one on one, you know, and just and just see how he thinks. And and I, and I and I got it. I got it. I got it. He. He doesn't even know he's racist. You know what I mean? He doesn't even oh. understand that he's racist. You know, like this is a grown. This is a grown man. man you white know? man. Grown white man uh, who doesn't even understand that he's racist. He he just thinks that it's normal. It's normal. You know, he he relates stories of um you know they came from a war time and you know this is what young lads needed to do and you know um and in his experiences what black people this is how black people behave and if you if you know this is the this is the way you 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 you, you treat black people so that they can they can get out of that mentality and and uh, so already he he was preconditioned in ways that you know that were discriminatory but mm. he thought in his mind yeah this is how the world works you know and he was right in everything that he did he was right because you know you got to be tough on these young men you got to be tough on these black kids because they're taking advantage of 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 things they they're messing up they you know so so for him it was a, a tough love but also that was segmented in a way because it's like these kids don't know how to how to work in our institutions these kids we just allowed them into our institutions so therefore mm. we need to contain um how they move they can't just run rampant hmm. you know because it's it, they have to have the, a sense of discipline hmm. you know so so i and and i was like whoa you know like jeez i get you and then but this is the funny part this is the funny part hmm. the funny part is so i tell him about the book right and i tell beyond him democracy. yeah beyond democracy and i tell him what i want to do like as a, as a career going forward that i i want to be like um you know like a life coach type of person i want i want to help people change the way they think you know and he says to me no listen to me listen to me um i don't i don't think i don't think you should do that i think i mean look try find yourself a, a career um that is you know that is manageable i mean i've listened to those guys that do that type of work they are really amazing the things they can come up with the things that they can think are really incredible i i don't think i think that's too much of a listen he was literally telling me that's too much of a goal hmm. to 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 and and i'm thinking the book in front of you speaks to that amazing stuff yeah. that you say i can't do and it's already in front of you but you you so stuck in your ways that you can't even see that the possibility I, that i've already that i've already done it you know <laughs> yeah that I've, i've already cracked the code you know i've cracked the the the, the psychological code yes. for the south african and i'm doing it very well you know so and i'm i'm doing talks at schools i'm 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 helping kids i'm yes. giving them processes that they can use you know to recondition to be mentally empowered exactly and not only just recondition the mind but also to have vibrational shifts emotional shifts so that they can get out of situations like depression and anger and and start experiencing more positive emotions wow i'm there and this guy says look i don't think you should <laughs> you know and i'm like i've been spending the last i think it was i mean it was it was about 4 5 years after i um, dropped dropped out when i met him mm. and i'm like i just spent years studying and working these processes to get me out of the rut that you put me in but you can't even see that <laughs> the fact that i'm here having a discussion with you acting like nothing happened it, it, it literally I, i was laughing inside i was I, and f- and i felt pity mm. i felt pity for him you know i felt pity i was like you so you 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 already know in your mind or you think you know the limits of a black person or a yeah. black mind 
that you can't even foresee a beautiful future for him. For him, you don't see a, um, a, a reimagined South Africa where black people are actually thriving. In your mind, there's no capacity for that. Absolutely you unfortunate. Know. In fact, before I dropped out, in fact, one of the reasons why I dropped out, I I I went up to him and I said, "Listen, I'm struggling. I need to pay fees, and um, I need I need you guys to make me a plan. I mean, come on." Yes. And he said to me, "No, nah, if you're struggling to pay fees, go get a job." Wow. And and I said, "Okay, cool." Wow. And I think that's actually that's the point where I made the decision that I'm leaving. That's when, because I'm 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 a very persistent person, you know. It shows. Yeah, but when 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 I got to when he said that, I was like, I'm leaving this place. I was like, I'm out. Because there was no help. No, there was no help. There was no help. Was no, after, after all of that, yes. after, after everything that I did, yes. after all the money that the university benefited from me, when I needed help, I was told to go get a job, and I was like, Yeah, racism is real, man. So, <laughs> so, so you moved from your first book, Beyond Democracy. Right. You wrote the second one, correct me if I'm wrong, Thinking Ghetto Genius. For sure. And after Thinking Ghetto Genius, you wrote Thinking Ghetto Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Sure. Yeah. Take us through that young, utter journey. Look, I, look here's the thing, right? I, like I said in, in the previous um, interview um, or the story, um, I'm a social entrepreneur. I, I respond to social ills. And for me, it was, okay, cool. So if I can't get South Africa to pay attention to the fact that we need to go beyond democracy, we need to start thinking about how to fix the residual effects of apartheid. If that's not a priority for us, then let me just scale it down and narrow it and focus it to a particular client, which is my hood. Yes. You know, where Individuals. I grew up. Individuals. Which you can relate to their stories because exactly. you came from there. Yeah. And also for me, it was, I spent five years trying to figure this out, you know. Um, how do I simplify it so that the kid in the hood doesn't have to go through all the books that I went through and all the experiences that I went through to be able to get it? So it was taking all these complex concepts and because now I understood them experientially yes. and narrowing and simplifying them so that a high school kid, I mean, my, my, my books are very easy to read, but powerful at the same time, mm. you know, and that's by purpose, you know, um, you, you, you flow easily with it. So, so you don't have to be busy referring to, I, I mean, one of the things that you understand, English is a second language for, 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 for the black child. Yeah. So now if you use like really complex they call it bombastic, bombastic <laughs> words <laughs> you know like like academic <laughs> academic language yes. which is funny because when i started writing i was i still had that academic flair mm. you know but as as i as i refined my writing i found i found um i found simplicity to work mm. much better i found a beautiful voice to express the things that i wanted and and that was a that was an achievement for me because mm. because i want i wanted to i wanted the reader who's even at high school to, to, to open to up relate. And, and relate. And also, but it's so powerful that even an, a grown-up, an adult can read it and still find the book really amazing, you know, so and, and, and be able to assimilate it. Mm. Yeah, so 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 I, I, I wrote Thinking Ghetto Genius and started the Ghetto Geniuses project. So that was me going into schools, doing talks, talking to matriculants, trying to get them early in the year, prepping them, prepping them for, you know, to... to Working to, on their minds. Yeah, to adjust their belief systems. And, you know, because I was, I was hoping... L look, when I started the project, I was hoping that it would be something that I'd partner with the Department of Education with, you know. Mm. But I soon discovered that even the textbook game and the curriculum game is is, a, is, is also another totally different monster. It's, mm. it's, you know, it's got its own politics. Um, it's got, you know, so... But they have his life orientation now. Um, but you know, life orientation is just—I don't know, man. It's just, yo, let's 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 try to do something. But the problems we have, like I said, apartheid was intentional in creating situations that made people this way. Yeah. Unfortunately, the the new democratic dispensation is not intentional about changing the mindset of the black child. In fact, uh, you know, we're still we're still struggling from the residual effects. There's no intentional effort to say, listen, now. Now we're working on the mind, you know. Hmm. It's almost like we are free. You are free to do whatever you want. And whatever works for you, works for you. You know, and I'm like, but the previous guys were not like that. They were very intentional. Hmm. So how about we become intentional, intentional. About, about fixing the problems, you know. And the problem, the roots, as it were, is the mind. It's the mind. Yeah, it's the mind, you know. Having done these, 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 these talks and these workshops, 
it got to a point where I was like, okay, cool. Um, in, in my studies, I, I did a lot of work in terms of entrepreneurial thinking. I yes. mean, I studied. I mean, I studied the Napoleon Hills. The, I mean, a lot, a lot of authors, you know, um, that that wrote about, you know, how to how to recondition the mind for for money for entrepreneurship. Yes. For, yes. You know, so so then it was okay, cool. So now, if I tell this kid to, if I show this kid how to recondition their mind, um, a systematic way to recondition their mind, they're still hungry though. You know, there's still high unemployment. There's still so why why don't I also show them how to turn their problems into into profit? Mm. You know, so um, then so entrepreneurship became the vehicle. It became a vehicle. So then I wrote a book on 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 entrepreneurial thinking. You know, I don't think you can turn somebody into an into an entrepreneur like mm. I said earlier on, mm. but you can teach somebody how to think entrepreneurially. Yeah, you know, innovatively. So and that's what the book was about. You know, to to help then say okay cool now you believe in yourself this is this is what you can do to go out there and 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 change the you, you know your situation and environment and understand what entrepreneurship really is awesome so you were doing the workshop for free so the model was i get a so companies have csis right yes. and they'll have interest maybe in in science or maths you know and um and they'll probably run a program a math program or a science program or whatever the case may be yeah my my story would be okay cool you know for a fee i can come in and and uh and work on your kids and on this element of of you know um of of, of the program yes. you know um introduce rather this element to the program yes um or listen i've got 100 kids from th- these five different schools and um we're going to meet at this one venue uh, what i'd like you to do is sponsor the food yes. and buy them books and yes. the you know the workbooks yeah. you know pay for the workbooks pay for the books pay for the food and a little bit of my time mm. you know so that was the model but it 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 wasn't some you know in some cases it was received yeah but in a lot of cases it it wasn't and i and i soon realized that it's corporates at the time and i still think corporate you know the funny thing about corporates is that they love making money out of black people in the township but they don't really want to associate themselves with it you know so if you've got a product that is titled thinking ghetto genius mm. you know that ghetto yes. is something that they don't want to put their hands on you know it's ah uh, you know like they're not going to say it but you know they it's don't show in how yeah, they react, and, how they react the and, and, and the lack of support you mm. know um because it's it's only once they read the book when they like oh my god the content is amazing you know but if they don't read the book and they just see the word the, ghetto the word ghetto then it's like uh you know i'm sure there's other projects there's nicer projects that we can we can invest in you know so i i learned that and um and also social entrepreneurship i mean i remember a friend of mine and i was like listen i'm running this um project i'm raising funds so that i could affect more kids you know and um the book is a vehicle and mm. it was like and so the money for the book i'm like no but i'm also a publisher mm. so the publisher has to get paid for the book yes and he had a problem with the fact that i'm going to get paid you know like he's like but no that doesn't sound right i'm like but which part doesn't sound this right this is your body of work it's you my are body supposed of work. to you are supposed <laughs> to be paid for it exactly you know but he he had a problem with that he had a and he was i think and i remember having this conversation and and he was like and i was like yo man listen you are at csi there let's let's do this mm. and he was like no i'm no i'm not i'm not going to do that and i was like wow so so I I can't be entrepreneurial and giving at the same time. Hmm. I'm like and and I'm like then you don't in my mind I was like then you don't understand social entrepreneurship. Absolutely it was because it was the, very foreign. Yeah, then. because the entrepreneur the entrepreneurial part of social entrepreneurship is real. Yeah. It's real. You know, you 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 have to make money out of out of what you're doing. Otherwise, how do you carry on doing the good work? Exactly. So people still, you know, still hold views that when you're giving back It you must just, be CSI. Yeah, CSI. You take that money, you leave it all there, you know. But even or you buy shoes, or but they're forgetting that somebody's getting paid for those shoes. Absolutely. You know, if if you're delivering food, somebody's getting paid for those groceries. So why can't I, mm. as a publisher, yes, get paid for the material that I'm leave the empowering material that I'm going to leave with the kids, mm. you know? But anyway, that's that's just. You know, it's it's just some of the things that you deal with, and you know, you that's why you f- you find different models of, and and also, that's also one of the things that made me create products for corporates. Then it was mm. like, okay, cool, because corporates is pretty clear. You've got you've got a people problem. Come l- hire me. Let yes. me let, let me, me come. Yeah, let me work on your people because yes. 
it's easy. If you don't work on your people, it's going to affect your bottom line. Absolutely. You know, so. Absolutely. So you, you, you said this statement, entrepreneurs are very important in terrible economic conditions. Oh, for sure. Explain I, what that's, that means. That's when, that's when, in fact, that's when <laughs> entrepreneurs are born. You know what I mean? When, when, when the economic conditions are at their worst. That's when, because the employees get fired. Hmm. They lose their jobs and then they get into depression and then they, whatever, they wallow in, you know, most of the time they get into drinking habits or mm. whatever. You know, they go through what I went through when I left school. Mm. And, um, but the hunger makes you think. Hmm. That starvation, you know, you start thinking, wait a minute, I can't keep going. There's no jobs. So what am I going to do, you know? So in, in, so so that's that's normally when people start the journey of entrepreneurship. But then the entrepreneurs themselves, the yes. ones that have been in it, mm. that's when they start finding opportunity because they are used to difficult economic conditions. They're yeah. used to working without capital. They're used to working with limited resources. So if the economic conditions are saying we have limited resources, they're like, well, welcome to my world. And also it's a, it's a, it's a matter of, okay, so here's an opportunity for me to come up with different models and different things because the old ways are not working it's mm. a new normal so how do i then take advantage of the new normal so that i can start generating cash you Absol know? absolutely so so and and in that way they create new ecosystems they create new products they create you know and then a, a new thriving way of living you know um and yeah so so right now the president said um entrepreneurship is the only solution to it has to be it has to be the only solution especially um creating a lot of small businesses you would know that big businesses are automating you know they are yeah. now integrating a lot of digital technology you For know sure. to be able to automate their processes and all of that mm -hmm. and the the negative impact of that you so know people is are, gonna that people are going to be laid off and mm -hmm. it's happening already you know yeah. one of the big banks um last year you know i think they laid off um a thousand or two thousand closing uh, branches it, down you know yeah so again the big uh, corporates can't hire enough yeah so the small businesses are those ones that have the capacity you know to be able to hire people yeah and um also with the help of technology coming into the market yeah but you said so let's let's go to your book Right, right. The latest one, as but, it, you know. I'll, but also, just yeah, I just yeah. want to add something to that point. You yes. know, um, you know, like entrepreneurship really isn't 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 a solution in terms of employment or hiring people. Hmm. Entrepreneurship is just a way of living that keeps the economy stimulated. Hmm. You know, you don't actually have to hire people. You don't have to be in a small business, but you can live your life in a way that allows you to to turn whatever's around you into money. Hmm. You know, um, by whether you're creating something, a product, even as small as Fed Cakes, you know, but whatever you're doing, your efforts, your initiative are giving you money, keeps mm. money flowing into your life, mm. which takes you to the next stage or takes you to the next hustle, mm. you know. So, and that's the importance of, of, of entrepreneurship at a, at a, at, I at, get a you. at a smallest level. I you get know? you. Um, and if people think entrepreneurially, then the ecosystem, for instance, the township ecosystem, then starts working on its own, you know, because everybody's servicing everybody. Yes. You know, and, and, and the money is rotating. And the money is rotating within. And you don't even have to have, um, you know, like official businesses. That mm. They just have to have the thinking that allows them to keep doing things that will keep the money rotating. You Interesting. Know? So it's really about the thinking. It's yeah. about um, the entrepreneurial thinking. And talk about uh, entrepreneurial thinking. You wrote in the book, um, Reimagining Myself. Yeah. Um, go and get the book. Uh, you, I will leave the details uh, of um, of the author in Tikalelo. I'm going to leave his details then and where you can get the book. You wrote in the book in part two of it, which is about entrepreneurial thinking that anyone can be an entrepreneur yeah how true is that look it's, it's simple my man I, I and i start with that quote I, I think therefore i am you know i think i'm an entrepreneur therefore i am an entrepreneur um here's the thing right whatever people tell themselves that they can or cannot do is what they happens. can and, and, yeah. and cannot do it yeah you know that's, if you say that's, you can i can then then you do it you if know you what say I mean? you can't you can't then you can't you know so you know you have to think so anyone can be an entrepreneur and really what is entrepreneurship entrepreneurship is providing value either in terms of a good or a service in return for money yeah you know for currency you know or or for another for service profit. 
yeah, or for another service, you mm. know, that might benefit you because entrepreneurship is also about um exchange of services. You know, if if I'm a, you know, if if I need to if I need to publish a book, yeah, and um and and I need an editor and I can't afford an editor, I could offer an editor um other services that you know um in return for that service, I still get what I want. Mm. You know, and that is entrepreneurial thinking. Mm. You know. As opposed to just using money as a currency only, we, mm. the butter system never died. Mm. You know, we just you just need to know how to use it. You know, so I mean, for instance, um, when we talk about sponsorships, sponsorships is just saying to people, listen, I will I will butter this value of you know the my brand. You know, you know, so you know for for maybe let's say airtime on the radio, you know, or whatever whatever the case may be. You know, a lot of they will put a rand value to it, but no money actually exchanged hands. True. So you'll get two hundred thousand worth of airtime, but all, all you did was exchange value. You know, so so it's understanding that entrepreneurship is the art of of creating and exchanging value, value. for for some form of currency, whether it's money or or, or another or service or whatever other you know form of currency. Thank you very much, and um, that is uh, very interesting. One of the things that I also picked up in the book is, which is very uh, and and it's going to connect to what you just finished uh, saying right now, that you advise in the book that the following are the areas I would recommend spending your time on when growing your business yeah and um not just when growing your business when starting also because the context that you wrote it talk about starting yeah okay and these are the key points mm -hmm. or the sub headings uh, you wrote spend your time on research mm -hmm. spend time on personal development mm -hmm. and last but not the least spend time on selling yeah why not spend time on funding or looking for funding why was that not? <laughs> why, you know, why was that not the first point? I, I and, and 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 the reason why I'm going there, and yeah. the, you know, the reason why I'm going there is because a young individual, either from township or not, for sure, the man, the mentality. I mean, talk about mind, and you yeah. you work on mind, yeah, on the mind rather. The mentality is: I register a business, I'm gonna go and look for funding, yeah, and it. that is the beginning of frustrations mm, mm, for a lot mm, of, of young yeah. entrepreneurs. Or, or rather or burden or idealist. Yeah, idealist, yeah. As it were. Look, I, I don't I don't I don't do funding. So you said research, yeah. um, personal development and selling. Yeah. Take us through those two those three key elements. Okay, cool. So research first of all, I think it's around it's it also leads to proof of concept, right? But it's 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 about understanding your environment. You know, um, once you understand your environment, you you'll see what you can move around to to get what you want. You know, um, you can see what you know what you could create. So, for instance, um, if you have an understanding of the environment, let's say, for instance, um, um, I don't know, maybe you're in events, mm. events, right? So you understand the environment. You understand who's got the sound. You understand who's got the furniture. You understand who's got the speak. You know, sorry, um, the who are the DJs. You understand even the space, the space, and you understand where where the people are going, what the people are looking for. You know, in terms of a sound or yes. music, or you know, you, you now you've done your research. You know this thing. You know, you've spent enough time experientially. In fact, you you can even call the next the next move that that's going to be the next hottest party, mm. or that's going to be the next hottest DJ, or that's going because now you have a full understanding of this. Yeah. Now, with that understanding, you can start combining these elements that are lying separately to create value. And you can bring all these people as as shareholders in this thing. So you don't have money, you don't have sound, you don't have a venue, you don't have DJs, you don't have you don't have all of this, but now you you understand how they all think and work and now you know how to pair them. Yes. So now you can easily say, Sound guy, I'm I'm partnering with this DJ and I'm partnering with this venue and I'm partnering So your research is connecting value. It's connecting the value now and the dots and now you have the event. And the people are coming because you you've got all the right things in the at the right place at the right time. And you didn't have the money, but you had the yeah, resources the coming, the yeah. knowledge through research, and you are you are able to connect the value exactly. And if you had used, I don't have money, then <laughs> <laughs> then you're gonna stay. You're, you're gonna stay not having money. You know, you're gonna stay not having funding. You know, um, this is interesting. It, 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 it's mind blowing. 
it's just the truth. It's entrepreneurship, you know. It's it's what it's supposed to be, you know. And personal development speaks to people then, because now, if you want people to buy into your idea, you want people to buy into your idea, right? You yes. want people to to help you out, to help you execute this idea. They're gonna have a look at your character. Hmm. <laughs> you know, they're gonna be like, "Is okay, this guy." You know, he's not, he's not bringing money, but can I trust this guy? Can I go into business with this guy? Mm. And if you are shaky, if you, are, if, if you cheat people, mm. if, you, if you have a bad reputation, mm. you know, you're not going to get the buy-in. The guy's not going to give you the speakers. The DJ's not going to show up to your mm. event. The, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's not going to work out because you as a person, the energy that you carry, the character that you ah. have is not going to allow the dots to connect. So personal development is very important because now you're getting people to buy into you. Yeah. So you're selling yourself now, you know. Hmm. In fact, it leads to the last part, selling. Yes. Um, but because you're going to sell the first product. The first product you is you. You are the first product. You're the first product, <laughs> you know. And if, the, if this product is not refined, if this product doesn't go through a self-development process mm. then people are going to look at you funny when you walk in and people can feel vibes you know they can, absolutely they can feel that this one is not trustworthy yeah you know, or uh, there's no confidence there's here. no confidence we can't trust him with our resources exactly, or money or money or whatever mm. you know like whoa let's slow down you know guy go work on yourself you know? i can relate and, to it, that. and even works in relationships you know what i mean like that girl that you really love that 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 that, that is really like that has worked on herself and mm. she's a high quality woman mm. She's not looking at, um, at you for your money. She wants to see, are you the type of guy that, that can handle this and she's handle himself? She's looking for content, character. Looking for, yeah, she's looking for character, you know. So, so you know, money and, and, and women, business and women are very similar in that sense. You know, you want high-quality stuff, you need to work on yourself. You need to be a high-quality person. You want to play in the big stakes with the big dogs? Mm. And I'm not talking about big stakes in terms of like tender tenderpreneurship because that's we're not gonna go yeah there. no no we're no not that's, gonna go there. no actually I feel that tenderpreneurship is just um it it steals away from entrepreneurship mm. it's, still, it's a thief mm. it's a thief because all you gotta do is is put on paper all the right things and you get the deal hmm. don't Just, let us go there yeah so <laughs> and I'm like but <laughs> come on man really <laughs> so and and also so you're connecting energy you connect, and all of that you and, energy and, and, then, and you know and, and, and it's written in your book also yeah. the law of uh, attraction so, in, so, in, in, in but but before we jump before, yeah, you know, before, before yeah. we jump to that I want to mm. I want to talk about now the selling part yes you know because entrepreneurship at the end of the day is about selling hmm. you know um, I know a lot of people love marketing Marketing is just being lazy, you know. I mean, marketing happens automatically when you sell. But at the end of the day, you need to make money. Mm. You know, you need to you need to close a sale. You have and to convert. You have to convert. You know, you have to convert. Now you've done your personal development. You are confident. You are confident in approaching people. Now you need to make sure that you practice consistently the habit of giving your value for money. Hmm. You know. And even you know, and and sometimes it might mean that giving you might give your value for free so that it can lead to a sale, hmm. you know. But you must always be doing something to sell. It's it's it, and selling is really not selling is really not selling. I think you know these selling textbooks have really overcomplicated it. You know, selling is just making sure that the person that needs what you want knows that they need it first of all, because sometimes they don't know that they need it. Mm. So it's just making them realize that listen. You, you know, this could do well for you and um, I think it's worth your money. And, you know, if you and also just letting them know that even if you don't want, if you can't take it now, mm. you can come back later and take it, mm. you know. So in, in, in essence, it's creating the need for them so that they, you know, but but you know that the need was there. They just didn't realize it, you know. So it's just showing them yeah. that this is the need and it's worth this amount of money. So so selling so selling is is important, you know, get out of the house. Yes. Go talk to somebody, you know, go try, you know, don't worry about the nose. It's Steve not about Blank, sorry for cutting in. Mm. Steve Blank um, is a great facilitator of uh, business model canvas. Okay. And the way he will put it what he just said is like get out of the building. And yeah. go and validate your business model. Exactly. You know, exactly. Um, you said exactly. there are 1,000 people out there that can buy this product. 
go out go there find out. and find yeah, them go find and validate it. Yeah. And, 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 and get feedback. <laughs> yes. And get feedback because, you know, I mean, for me, I mean, I've been, I've been doing this writing and publishing thing for 10 years now. Mm. So my product now gets great feedback, but that wasn't the same with the first book. But for that to happen, I had to take the first book out. Yes. And then they had to tell me, brah, listen, this book needs a lot of help, mm. you know, and, I, and then take it back and then take out the next book. You know, or fix that book yes. and put it back out there. No, this book is not worthy of the market. Okay, cool. Take that back. The third book. Oh, yeah, no, this book is good. Actually, it's better. It's way better than everything you've done. Okay, cool. Now I'm in the game. Okay, now I can start. You know, so. But that's where some so-called entrepreneur give up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they take something to the market and uh, people give them feedback or people don't like it for whatsoever reasons. Mm, mm, mm. And, you know, instead of the entrepreneur taking in the feedback and working on, on, on the product and refining it and making it better and all of that, that's where some give up. That's because they haven't done the step two part. The personal Which is development. personal development. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's connecting, you know? So without the personal development. You're not grounded. You're not grounded. So you can't, you can't, take, a, you can't take a no comfortably. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Like, so it's feedback. It's, there's nothing wrong. It's, okay, somebody give you honest feedback. Thank them. You know, go back and be like, okay, I'll fix it. It might hurt. Yes. You know, I mean, feelings are feelings, you know, but, but if you've got personal development, then you know that this is, it's, this is your product. It's not you. Mm. You know, the, the product was criticized. Yes. Not you. You weren't criticized. Mm. It's, not a, it's, not, it's not a reflection on you. It's mm. a reflection of your work. Mm. So go work on your work. Yes. You know, and work on yourself in the process sure. to make sure that the work yeah, are, that you're producing. Because the product is a reflection of who you are. It's true. You know, so, so the more you work on yourself, then the better the product becomes. So you can't you can't skip personal development as an entrepreneur. It's an in fact, self actualization is most um, you know visible in entrepreneurship hmm. because you have to take an idea from concept yes to manifestation. That's true, and that's making something out of nothing. And that's what entrepreneurs do. We think it in our minds, and then we deliver it in you know into people's hands hmm. as a solution to their problems you wow. know, or value. Wow. As we round off, I would like us to touch on something that is very critical, and I believe it's going to speak to um, some of the things we've touched on, <coughs> which is repetitive exposure. For sure. And the angle at which you explained e this uh, concept is what we see impact us. Yeah. What we hear, the information we consume, mm. and it validates. The reason why you you said in when you shared your story again, um, go to my uh, YouTube channel Sam Apata. Search for Sam Sam uh, Apata on YouTube and subscribe to my channel and watch uh, Intiki's uh, story, my entrepreneurship journey. You said you don't watch news. Yeah, no. And um, you know you again to connect it to the concept of repetitive exposure. It is important what we watch and to be careful of them because they build who we are exactly consciously or unconsciously definitely and you make reference to a product coca-cola yeah that you know they advertise and show their brand on anywhere every, every and anything and yeah everywhere yeah, yeah. So to the point where you think you love Coca-Cola, but did you really have a choice? Because that's all yeah, that's you all see. you ever see. You know what I mean? You, you don't have like and and you, yeah. you know what? I, I'm not sure if it's uh, common here in South Africa, but um, in Nigeria where I grew up, when you send a kid to go and buy you, we call it soft drink. It's called yeah. cold drink here. Yeah. You you know the elder would say or whoever would say go and buy me Coke. Yeah. And what the person actually wanted is probably Fanta exactly. or Sprite. Yeah, no, it happens. <laughs> it happens here in South Africa. Like okay. I mean okay. I mean when, when we were growing up, literally they would say, Um, go get me a Coke get Fanta. Imagine Yeah, go get me go get me a Coke but, because Coke has replaced soft drink. So take us through yeah. that concept. The concept, yeah, yeah. Repetitive um, exposure. Yeah, so the concept as you said, you know, it's, it's the principle is that everything that we exposed to um, uh, you know, whether externally or internally, whether, you know, internally meaning an internal dialogue, whatever you tell yourself over and over again, whatever you told um, hmm. by others over and over again, the environment that you're exposed to over and over again, it shapes who you are. Mm. You know, um, it's, 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 it's the principle of repetition. So hmm. that exposure. So whether, whether you're watching, I mean, if, 
if you're going to be watching MTV, you want to dress like an MTV, um, you know, the MTV stars, mm. you know, because that's what you're constantly exposed to, you mm. know. Um, if, if you, you know, live in religion, um, we, don't, we don't choose religions. Mm. Um, we, we're born into, the, into a family that mm. follows a certain religion and all with repetitive exposure, we also follow that religion, mm. you know, because that's all we know. We, we go to church over and over again, you know. It's not like you, when you, 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 you sit in there and somebody's asking you, so what religion would you like to follow, Nana? You know, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you just exposed to it over and over again, you know, music, you know, um, how we fall in love. I mean, sometimes you just don't like a song, but because radio just keeps playing it over and over again, now it becomes, you know, your favorite song, you know. And, and on Consciously, and co- you find yourself singing it. Yeah, you find yourself exactly. You know, <laughs> humming that tune. You know, so and these and that repetitive exposure build um, our belief systems. Mm. You know, um, eventually they become belief systems. Mm. So whether you're in a township where you, you know you you're surrounded by crime, yes. um, at first you might feel that the crime is bad, but mm. if you keep exposing yourself to it, you you get accustomed to it, and it becomes okay. Mm. You know, you might be in an environment if you're white that is racist. Mm. At first it might feel wrong, but eventually you start accepting it and you start seeing you know so whatever whatever we, we keep seeing whatever we keep we, we normalize we normalize you know and if it's low expectations that's what happens you know if you know so it becomes a consciousness it becomes a, a, a frequency that we vibrate at that we operate at and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy so that that the dialogue becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy which also goes to that anyone can be an entrepreneur because whatever dialogue they have in their minds it will either tell them that you can be an entrepreneur, you can think entrepreneurial yeah. or, or not, you know. So, and yeah, so I start the book with that principle. Obviously, I, I go much deeper into it so that people can understand. Um, and then I use the very same principle mm. as a solution out. So the way you conditioned is the very way that you recondition your mind because now you're taking the control over the conditioning. Mm. So as a child, you don't have control over what you co- you know your conditioning is like because your your mother, your your society, the, you know your immediate family, you know is what's conditioning you. you True. Know, your ABCs, you know what you think, how you dress, what. So but and you made the example also to the um, times table, the multiplication the, table. Exactly. You know, and you know when, I mean? when I was doing my research, preparing for this uh, interview, when I read that part about the multiplication table, you know immediately. Yeah. I just remembered how we used to chorus the multiplication yeah, table. You know, two, two times two. Exactly. Four. Two yeah. times one. Two, Exa- two exactly. times two. Four. All two times way. three. Six. There was, there was heavy conditioning, and and we can still do it even today because of that. You know, it was heavy, heavy. It's that repetitive process, and yeah. I also speak to the fact that. Um, you know, um, you know, there's that saying that says uh, practice makes perfect. And mm. I'm like, nah, practice makes per- permanent because mm. if you're doing something, if you're practicing something the wrong way, you're just going to be very good at doing at the it wrong. wrong. Thing. You know, so so that's that's how powerful the power of um, repetitive exposure is, you know, like it, it cements, it cements those habits. Mm. So now you can start new habits, you yeah. can start creating new habits, new ways of thinking, new ways of, of vibrating, and then repetitively get used to them until they become your Part new, you. yeah, your new vibrational set point. And then now you, that's what we call transformation because that means yes. now you are a new person. Yes. You're no longer vibrating as that other person. You're no longer thinking as that other person. You're no longer doing things as that other person. You've actually, in fact, you can't even attract the very same thoughts that the other person that you were. Mm, um, you start anymore. repelling those. Yeah, you start repelling those and you start attracting new things that you have decided. Wow. That you, you know, you this want. So, and that's, that becomes the process of personal transformation. This is powerful. Yeah. Hey Amen. People must just buy the book, man. I think the I think the president and that is I think the president must get the book, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that is reimagining yourself. Reimagining myself, yeah. And and you know, you'll see the cover, it's it's written three times because just when you think you're done, you're gonna find another reason to reimagine yourself and, and you're gonna find another reason. So it's it's like you just keep ascending and ascending and ascending yeah. and becoming the better version of yourself. And then when you get to the top, it's like now you can still go higher. Yeah, get to the top, you can still go higher because we are infinite beings. Absolutely, there's you know, always more. There's always more. There will always be more. We are creative beings. We create our realities. So there will always be more. There's always a better version of you waiting for you to 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 to, to catch up. Wow. Yeah, brother. My brother. We can talk about this and All talk. Day. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. That's you know. That's that's why that's why I want companies to hire me so I can spend a whole day with them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, thank you very much. Um, this has been a very um, empowering conversation. 
And um, I believe and I confidently know that um, the listeners also are going to derive value from mm. this conversation. Thank you very much for coming. And um, before you go, where can people find you and and also, you know, your book? Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm available on all social media. Okay, the major ones. Uh, I'm not on TikTok. Um, <laughs> so I'm on Instagram at as insigelelo underscore yomzi. But just Google my name. I think it will also show, if you Google insigelelo yomzi, it will show you I'm on Facebook. I've got a page on Facebook. I've got a personal page, but I've also got um, a business page by mm. the same name, insigelelo yomzi. I'm on Twitter and Tigelelo underscore Z. Um, yeah, and I said, um, yeah. And then um, in terms of getting the book, you can message me on any of those platforms. Um, I post, I post the book. The book is 200 Rand. Mm-hmm. But um, to for post office, um, fast services, um, counter to counter, you add a 50 Rand there. Yeah. Um, but for door to door, you have, you add a, a 100 Rand. So it's 300 Rand for that service. Okay. Right. And the nice thing about buying for me is that I get to sign the copy for you. Interesting. You know, so, which you, you'd never get that from, 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 from a bookstore, you know. So, that's true. Um, so, that's, yeah. So, definitely, I, you know, the books keep me going. Um, so, I appreciate the support, but also it's a powerful book. So, you know, nobody's losing anything. Um, so it's, it's a win-win of creative it, it, value. No, that definitely. Well, one thing that we didn't touch on because of time, which we can quickly do so, is um, the uh, relevance of this book considering what we've gone through in 2020. Definitely. Because the coronavirus outbreak did not just affect people in their health, mm. but, um, you know, also because of the lockdown measures, for that long period of time, it's affected people also mentally and psychologically, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So this book is definitely going to help a lot of people that might be dealing with such yeah. uh, post-COVID. Post and you, you mentioned to me off of this um, conversation that uh, people are already giving you feedback. People yeah. that are reading this yeah. book yeah. at this time. They're already giving you feedback, and yeah. some even think uh, you're a prophet. Yeah, actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, look, the guy said, "Listen, yeah, um, this book is prophetic. Yeah. Like, it's almost like you knew that there was going to be a time like this, you know." And and um, and and I understand where he's coming from, but mm. in my in my view, it's like, nah, we 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 have had to deal with this for for the longest of time, mm. and and like I said, I mean, I've been talking about this forever, yeah. you know, and it's only now that people have been hard hit enough to to listen you know or people mm. have had a, a, an opportunity to stop and and listen and focus and, on and, self. Fo- and focus and on themselves think. yeah and think and reflect you know and now they're like whoa actually maybe 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 what that guy has been saying <laughs> maybe, maybe 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 that guy has got something to say you know um, yeah. so so definitely it's it's a book for the times um, it's, and it's a book that that applies to everybody in south africa it's not just a you know, a black person's book yeah. or whatever. No, even white people can benefit from this. Yeah. You know, and because um, it's it's about helping ourselves. You know, if we're gonna really reimagine a better South Africa, you know, um, in fact, I think we we spoke about this earlier. That mm-hmm. the funny thing about people trying to change the country, the government saying that we be doing things to change the country is like, it's almost like the country is is this concept, is mm-hmm. this you know, in this thing that they that they do, but actually the country is the people. It's the people. It's the individuals that make up people, the country. Absolutely. So if the people are not changing, if we're not investing in the people, then what what country what we call a country yeah. is not going to change. Yeah, what are you changing? That's you know, true. You can't change systems and leave the people because people make up the systems. That's true. You know, so don't let us start another conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, I got, I got a lot to say. I got a lot to say. Thank you so much. Definitely, you know, we'll book um, another time so that um, you know we can go into some other things that we couldn't. Um, congratulations on your. Um, new format of coca. Of coca, yeah, yes, yeah, you know, definitely. So, come, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, thank you very much for coming once again and uh, all the best for the rest of um, 2020. I appreciate it, my brother. Thank you I for having you. me over, I love man. You. I love you, all man. love, man. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Uh, my name is Sam Apata. Please subscribe, um, share the content with others so that you can help them. There's a lot of um, concept that was discussed and thank you.